Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk TDs podcast. I'm AD. And I'm Jerry. And let's get started on today's episode, Jerry. Sounds to me like you're feeling this Christmas vibes going on around us. You feeling it, man? Yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it a lot. I mean, you feeling I, cheerful. Yeah, I'm feeling super cheerful. Can't you tell by the tone of my voice? I mean, I've had my uh, my Christmas tree up like before Thanksgiving, yeah. and um, it's really exciting. You ready for those presents, huh? Yeah, aren't you? Yeah, I am ready for those presents. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, it's gonna be a good Christmas. It's almost here. We're two weeks two weeks behind. You know, almost there. Two more weeks, and it's Christmas time. Get your shopping done. Yeah, yeah, hey, that's a fact. Cause I'm gonna do last minute shopping. That's like terrible. Always. It's terrible. I know, but it's every year. It's an every year thing. It's I'm just, already done. But talking about early Christmas shopping, the Rams, you know, just had an early present against the Patriots, which which they demolished and got an easy win. What you feel about that game, Jerry? I wasn't really impressed with the Rams. Not really at all. I mean, for the most part, too, these teams, I mean, the Patriots aren't very good. They were going three and out a lot. And as you can see, the Rams were really just focused on, th you know, running the ball, which, yeah. I mean, when you're being effective and running the ball, I understand. But, you know, the Patriots aren't good. And this is one of these playoff teams that, you know, they're expected to go, you know, not far into the playoffs, but they have high hopes of going far. And it's kind of hard for me to imagine them going far in the playoffs when they're not even able to, like, just really, in my opinion, I mean, I know the score says, what is it, 24, 27 to 3, something to that effect. 24 to 3, yeah. Yeah, I, I know the score says it, it looked like a bigger ass whooping, but in my opinion, it, you know, they didn't do quite enough to be like, this is team is really beating an inferior team like it should, yeah. you know? That's just my thoughts. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but they've been winning games. You know, I, th I know they lost against the 49ers a couple weeks ago. But before that, you know, they were on like a four game win streak, you know, just winning games against good teams. And that's what you that's what you wanted. Uh, I mean, this week it was a lot easier. You know, Cap Newton is not the same person he is. You know, he's you know, we saw how many three and outs they had. You know, it's crazy. The whole first quarter, like every every possession was a three and out. And that's not what you want to see with your team. So, uh, I mean, it was still an easy game for them, but, you know, it was a decisive game, one-sided, not even really a competition competition for the Rams. So, I think that's that's an, that's something you can lean off of for the Rams. Mm, I mean, yeah. I mean, I shared a little bit, but, I mean, again, for the most part, they scored 17 in the first quarter. Yeah. And for the one, most one part. One of them was a defensive touchdown. Yeah, and then for the most part, we're very stagnant. I mean, I don't I don't think I can remember or recall very many shots downfield that Jared Goff took. Now, granted, is that his fault? Not sure. Yeah. The game plan didn't require him to. That's yeah. fine and dandy. That's but good. It, it's just really hard to imagine him competing against, you know, a Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers which those are two guys he'll meet in the playoffs and have to beat in order to go to a Super Bowl. It just makes it real hard because, I mean, you know, Akers, he had a good game, but do by no means do we consider him, you know, top five, even a top ten running back. Yeah, I mean, no, this no. guy is just – I mean, he had a good game. I mean, that's yeah, – that's, that's He's that's had a good off. couple of games, and he's yeah. established himself as the leading back. But right. I mean, bar a, barely here yeah. now in, like, what, week 14. So, I mean, that's not something you can rely on when it took the guy 14 weeks. Or, I mean, injuries or yeah, not injuries, or whatever. Yeah whatever the case was, it still doesn't change the fact that, I mean, you can't rely on a guy just because he just had maybe one or two good games, you know? So that those are my certain concerns. Granted, yeah, at the end of the day, they have been winning games, but those are just my subtle thoughts. Yeah, no, I understand. and But, you know, they're still in, they're, they're in the playoffs right now, so that's a good <clears> thing <throat> for them. And it'll be interesting to see what they can do. But let's go ahead and move on to our players of the week. All right, Jerry, who you got a quarterback this week? All right, well, let me just start off with the obvious for me. It's hard for me to pick this guy. There's again these matchups. I feel like again we rinse and repeat because again there's we're trying to name some of the highlight players. And Aaron Rodgers, I think, is one of those guys. He's been playing on a high level, and uh, he wants to make it to the playoffs. And he's going to defeat Detroit. 
who's got the 11th worst passing defense. Yeah. And uh, he's going to make just a strong push, you know, into that playoffs, just get another division win, another win in that notch to just hopefully get better seating. And uh, I, I expect him to have a big game. Um, another guy I expect to have a big game is Lamar Jackson. I know he hasn't been throwing the ball very efficiently, but the running game is just so good. And yeah. the fact that he's able to capitalize with this dual threat and just shorter fields, that's what he's really been benefiting from because teams have been focusing on the run. And he's been relatively efficient in the red zone. Yeah. Um, he's still got a lot to grow, but Cleveland it does have, like, the eighth-worst passing defense and has allowed 25 touchdowns as of now. So uh, the matchup is there, obviously, not to mention division rivalries. You know how I like those. Yeah. And then last, finally, I have uh, Justin Herbert. I'm expecting him to have a bounce-back game against the worst passing defense, you know, Atlanta. Um yeah, I mean, I don't see him going again for not even 150 yards and zero touchdowns back-to-back games. So, I just see him having a bounce-back game, you know. Okay. I like those. Uh, I got I got two good running back, two good quarterbacks, sorry. But my first quarterback, you'll like this one. Ryan Tannehill. You know, going against Jacksonville. You know, it's an easy matchup. He should be able to um, get an easy win on this game. But he's been on the last three games, he's been averaging 23 points. So that's pretty good. And the teams he went up against was Indy, Baltimore, and Cleveland. You know, Cleveland are not too great, but Indy and Baltimore, you know, top defenses in the league. So, you know, he's been doing good, pretty good. So against, against the Jacksonville Jaguars pass, uh, passing defense, I think he's going to put up good numbers. Then I got... I also got Justin Herbert going against Atlanta. Um, I think Justin Herbert is gonna have gonna have to pass it a little bit more in this game um, because Atlanta's fifth best against the running the running attack. So, yeah, they, I think they're gonna be able to stop the running attack, and Justin Herbert is gonna have to fling the ball around a little bit more. And then I got Josh Allen. He's the fourth ranked fantasy player. Right now, so I, I believe going against Pittsburgh, yes, it's a tough matchup, but Josh Allen just been shining against pretty much every team, so I think he's still gonna put up good statistical numbers and have a good game. But moving on to the running backs, I got James Robinson again. Yes, I know. You know how much this guy's been on my radar, Jerry, this year. But in the last six games, he's been averaging 24 touches a game. 24 touches a game. That's that's pretty impressive. Volume. Yeah, a lot of volume. So, you know, he's a, he's the top running back from fantasy. So, I think against Tennessee, he's probably going to be the only shining star in that for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then I got Aaron Jones going against the worst running defense in the league in Detroit. I think he's going to put up good numbers in this game you know they're gonna pass him the ball run the ball all around kind of gonna have a good game then i got jonathan taylor your boy you know in the last two games he's that he's gotten back to back good games so i believe he's gonna keep trending up against the las vegas raiders and put up good numbers jerry what do you think about those what do you think <coughs> about those running backs yeah, they're pretty solid. I mean, again, two established running backs and, uh, you know, a rookie who's having a promising season. So I like those picks. I like them. All right. Well, uh, for me, I got um, David Montgomery. The volume's yeah, nice. there. You know, yeah. you know, he's had two back-to-back games with over 100 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown. And uh, hopefully he can keep it running. He's Finally a- shining, man. Yeah, I mean, not even shining. Just, again, the volume's starting to stand out a little bit. And hopefully he can just continue on. And then, uh, you know, you mentioned my guy, Jonathan Taylor, the rookie. Yeah. He had 135 yards from scrimmage last game. And he's going against Houston, who's allowed the 16 touchdowns rushing this season, second worst in the NFL. So the the matchups there and division matchups, I mean, I'm expecting him to shine. And then finally, I got James Conner. You know, again, another guy who just gets consistent volume. He's averaging 18 touches, and he's got a solid matchup. Uh, the Bills, they're 11th worst in uh, the rushing attack, and they're allowing 103 yards per game this season. So uh, 
I mean, there's opportunities for him to make plays, so we'll see how that continues. And going right along to wide receivers, I'll go ahead and just list my guys. Go ahead. All right. I got uh, Amari Cooper, Corey Davis, and Calvin Ridley's. A whole mm. bunch of Cs. You yeah. Know, it's just so I went there. Uh, I started off with Cooper. You know, he's quietly having one of the best uh, years for actually a, a Cowboy receiver. He's projected to have over 100 catches this year. And if he does so, that would be the third time only in history to ever be done. So that's actually quite impressive. Uh, he's getting eight targets per game in the last three games, and he's had back-to-back touchdowns. Uh, he's going against the Bengals, and they're the 15th worst defense, allowing 25 touchdowns this season. So, I mean, the matchup's there. Um, I got Corey Davis. He's had 22 catches, 365 yards in the last three games. He's playing against Jacksonville. Division matchup. They're the sixth worst defense. I expect him to just continue right along. He seems to be shining right now. And then finally, Calvin Ridley. 16 catches, 248 yards in the last three games. And he's going against a relatively tough matchup. But they've allowed 22 touchdowns. It's They're tough as far as allowing yards, but if you get in that red zone, they give up touchdowns. Yeah. And uh, I expect him to score against the Raiders. Okay. I like those. So what do you have? You know, I just went out with the just some safe ones, safe wide receivers. I got DK Metcalf. You know, he had a, he had a bad game last week. So I, I expect him to bounce back this week against the the Jets averaging nine targets a game and 101 yards. So, you know, I think he's going to have a good game this week against the Jets. And then I also got AJ Brown also bad game last week. I think he's going to bounce back against Jacksonville and have a really good game this week. And I also got Keenan Allen again, another bounce back candidate, you know, last week it wasn't good at all for the chargers. So, I believe he's going to bounce back this game, too. You know, just good players. Had bad weeks last week, but I believe they're going to bounce back this week. Yeah, hard to imagine those guys having bad games and back-to-back games. Yeah. And um, for tight ends, I got Travis Kelsey. You know, he's just been on a record-setting season this season. Um, Last week, again, didn't have a great statistical game. He had a touchdown, but other than that, you know, not, not too great. Um, but I believe he's going to bounce back this week against Miami Dolphins. Then I got Robert Tunyon, you know, someone different. He's been, he's been averaging 13 points the last three games. So I believe Aaron Rodgers will target him a good amount this week too. And I got Evan Ingram going against Arizona, Arizona, middle of the pack against tight ends. And I think, um, you know, the Giants have been targeting Evan Ingram a little bit more the last few weeks. So I believe he's going to have his touches this week. All right, all right, solid guys. Not many guys to choose from, but yeah, solid guys. Not many. <clears throat> all right, well, I got Mark Andrews from Baltimore. Again, I already said Lamar is going to have somewhat of a decent game, yeah. and he's been getting touchdowns in the red zone. I, I've i noticed that Mark Andrews has gotten 12 catches and 157 yards in the yeah. last two games, and he's going against Cleveland. His who's favorite had, wide receiver. Yeah, it's, best, it's his best target. He's going against Cleveland. They're eighth worst. Uh, coverage against the tight end, and they've yeah. allowed eight touchdowns this season. So okay. the matchup's there. Finally, I got Noah's, uh, not, uh, yeah, Noah Font. Yeah. Seven targets per game. Carolina, they're the 10th worst against tight ends as far as passing. Um, again, thin pool to choose from. I just see the yeah. volume there. So I expect him to just have the volume and I, hopefully I got, get the points. I got a little, little note there for Noah Font. I don't know why, but I feel like they always stop at seven targets. Like, Drew Locke throws the ball at him seven times. Whatever he does with that, that's it. Like, he's yeah, really chance. Yeah, that, that, that's your targets. That's how you're going to get the whole game. I, I would hope you get, like, ten targets. You know, it's just, I just feel like he's that type of receiver. Or you, you know? just continually feed him. Yeah, you got to feed him. But, yeah, seven targets. You know, that's what he's getting right now every game for some reason. But go ahead. All right, all right. And then... I'll go with a former teammate of Noah Font, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I already knew it was coming. I already <laughs> knew it was yeah, coming. Yeah, he, he's been, honestly, I mean, obviously, Travis yeah. Kelsey is just setting records. Yeah. I didn't want to say Travis Kelsey. I probably haven't said him all season because it's just too obvious. Yeah, it's too obvious. So, I'm going with the next best thing, in my opinion, and I've said this guy Second countless times. Yeah, I, he's definitely a tier below, maybe two tiers, but he's a rising star at the tight end position. TJ Hawkinson from Detroit. He's got 12 catches and 180 yards in the last two games. And, I mean, the matchup, is, it's a little tough, but this guy, he, he scores touchdowns, and he's clearly getting targeted by Stafford. So um, we'll see if he continues to, to progress as a player, and I think he will. The volume's there. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Yeah, he's been looking good, man. I just feel like since um, Galladay's been out, you know, he's the main target in that team. Yeah, he's he's taken that opportunity and definitely did his best with it. And it's shown. I mean, yeah, he's just a consistent threat. I mean, yeah. back-to-back games with over 80 yards. So And, yeah, finally Matthew Stafford throws it to the tight end, you know, how he should. Right. But it's not a very good time for Matthew Stafford. But we'll get into that. Yeah. But let's go ahead and move on to the kicker of the week. You know how it is. Your favorite segment. I'm like, I'm, I don't know. Since we started this segment, you know, I've just been like, like off four for five, you know, uh, around even. So you just know how to read kickers is what you're saying. You have a real kind talent of. for kickers. It's kind of just, I'm just middle of the pack too. I'm like ranked in the middle whenever it comes to kickers. But I just feel like this is going to be a good matchup for him. Jason Myers for Seattle going against the Jets. I feel like they're going to drive the ball a lot. You know, just a bit better on defense. A little bit better. So they'll be able to, you know, get some stops. You the think 30s. they'll get a few stops? A few stops, you know, maybe three or four throughout the game. But, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna have to stop Russell Wilson a lot. That's what I'm saying. So, so what are you thinking? You, you you think, what, three three kicks or four uh, kicks? I say, I say four kicks. Four kicks? Oh, four okay. kicks. Um, let's say 120, 130. Two thirties. Let's say two thirties and one forty. Four well, field goals. Dang, that seems like it, that's you twelve know, points. Hey, that that's a that's a pretty good performance by the Jets defense then to hold Russell Wilson to. Yeah, but then he's gonna have like two, four touchdowns. So. Uh, and you're like, yeah, he, he'll wear him out. Yeah, we'll see. But I think Justin Myers will have a good game this week. <clears throat> dang, it sounds like you might have like an upset on the schedule. No, not at all. Oh, okay, no, okay, no, okay. I was just trying to build suspense. Hey, you saw you saw how the Jets. <laughs> Fans reacted when they lost against the Raiders last they week. They were devastated. No, they weren't. Yeah, that's because that, that, yeah, that was that was sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> they want the number one overall pick. Lose at all costs. Who do you think they'll go for? We'll get into that. We'll get into yeah. that. Yeah, well, that's off season talk. Yeah, we'll get into that. That's off season talk. But uh, nah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a good game for Jason Myers, in my opinion. Now let's move on to the week 14 games. So man, I'm 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 happy cuz it's almost playoff time but then I'm also sad because that means the NFL season's almost over. And then your favorite season starts, golf. Jared Goff in the off season? No, like like golf the, the oh, little white. Oh, I didn't, I, I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even think that was a sport but uh, <laughs> Nah, yeah, but, you know, we're getting closer to the end of the season, unfortunately. But the best part of the season, which is playoff time for fantasy and closer to the playoff time for the actual NFL. Speaking of fantasy, why don't you tell the fans a little bit of, like, uh, how our your league? fantasy team's doing? Our league? Yeah, how your oh, league's so doing. So, me, yeah, me and Jerry are in the league. You know, we've been in that league mm-hmm. for, what, five? I've been in that league for six. You've been in there for, like, five years, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and this year since COVID happened, just a tornado just went through our league. You know, people scared of paying money. Um, we had to do a online draft for the first time. How'd you feel about that? I didn't like it because you know people that can't draft drafted better. <laughs> So, you know? so what you didn't like is that it was more competitive. I mean, I'm I'm like ranked third in points, so it's just, I mean, it didn't affect me. But it, you didn't like it. I just didn't. I just, I just think whenever you do a live draft, 
it's more entertaining. It's fun, you know. That's what <laughs> I like about it. Okay. But also, you know, sometimes I'll be like, haha, you put chose a terrible player. I like that. That makes sense. You know, and also betters my chances. You know, who doesn't like that? Makes sense. Especially when you got money on the table, you know. So yeah, so right now we're we we both made it to the playoffs. I'm in seventh. Jerry's in uh third. Jump because mm-hmm. well, I was in third last week, and then you jumped from seventh to third, and I went from third to seventh because I lost the game last week. Yeah, so what just, happens? Just had a bad all around bad game, and I, was, I won. Yeah, and you won, but w- w- weren't you like in like the bottom half for the whole season up to like this to this week into the playoffs? Yeah, until and the then playoffs I got happened. third place. Yeah, and then we got our rematches back to back games. Yeah. So you're pretty excited about that? Yeah. I mean, are you excited for next season? Hopefully when there's, you know, more of an off season for these teams. I'm more excited for next season for sure. When it comes to fantasy, yes. Because, you know, we're hopefully we get past this COVID, you know, everybody goes back to normal. And we can have a live draft again. So uh, that's what I'm hopeful for. But I still think I have a really good chance of winning this year. All right, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you don't have any wide receivers, but we'll see. I got two top 15 wide receivers. All right, who else? And then I got a top five running back. No, I'm talking about wide receivers. Oh, I got I only got A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. You know, that, players of the week that, this that's week. That's what happens. That's good. He said players of the week. <laughs> so did you just read off your, your fantasy players as players of the week? No, I just thought that I had good matchups. Let me ask you this. Do you have Justin Herbert on your team? Of course I had Justin Herbert on my... I picked him up the first week. He started. Let me guess. Is he one of your players of the week? Of course. He's been my player of the week every <laughs> week. But not because he's on my team. Just Because he's a great quarterback. Just coincidence. Yeah, it's just... I mean, I pick up good players. You know, that's that's pretty much what it sums up to, you know? And guess what? I got Jason Myers on my team, too. So... But he's going against the Jets. See, that's... I didn't, I didn't have my kickers... You know, all right, all right. My selection. I just go by, by matchups. All right. Well, I guess speaking of matchups, what do you think of the Chiefs and the Dolphins? Ah, Chiefs are gonna win this game. You don't believe in Tua? No, I don't. Um, Like for the season, or just in, in just in general, or like so far right now, as the season is right now. And how he's been playing up to this point since he started, I don't believe in him. So would you draft another one? Oh, uh, that's tough. Should they just Arizona Cardinals this and just like you know they drafted? But they're Josh. not. They're not gonna be in that in the top fit the top ten picks. So it's gonna be tough for them. You know, just I mean they can get somebody in like in the third round. I believe the you know? Dolphins won't be in the top ten. No, they're they have a winning record. Interesting. Yeah, they're like seven and four. Right? No, I thought that I thought they had inquired some picks from last year, but I oh I could yeah, be you, no, you might be right on that. Well, yeah. um, we'll get more into that like during the off season, but that, that's that's to how I see it right now, where they're standing right now in the draft as their own. Uh, I don't think they're gonna get a good quarterback. Makes sense. Yeah, but uh, no, I have the Chiefs winning <clears throat> twenty eight to twenty. You know. Patrick Mahomes is going to do Patrick Mahomes things. You know, he's going to bounce back from last week's close matchup against the Broncos. And, you know, put up some points in this one. Yeah, I can't fault you on that. I, I pretty much agree. Uh, the Chiefs, they're just going to win this one. I don't think the Dolphins are good enough. I think they'll win this one 30-20. I think they'll just flex on uh, this inferior team and yeah. um, and just continue trudging along to get a better seating for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I think right now they're sitting at it. Uh, I think they're tied for number one. Yeah, I think they're just going to want to just solidify that as early as yeah. possible, and this will be one of those easy wins. You can just, you know, make yeah. that that much more possible. And yeah. I think that's what they'll do. I mean, you know, the plethora of weapons. It's, I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, really, the n- enough said. I mean, again, like you said, Tua hasn't really played up to par. I mean, you can just go back to this year. I bet you they're thinking we should have drafted Herbert. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, Tua was drafted third, Herbert was drafted seventh. I mean, you can just go to this year and be like, we should have took a Herbert. Yep. And uh, I honestly think that they should just Cardinals it just like they did. I mean, if you don't think he's the guy, just, like, 
Josh Rosen only got one year with Arizona Cardinals, and then they're like, all right, cool, we're just Bye. taking Kyler Murray. Yeah, now he's nowhere to be found. Again, like you said, uh, situation's a little different. Arizona was in position to have the first overall pick. Dolphins, like you yeah. said, we got to do a little research to figure out exactly what's transpired with their picks. But um, yeah, I mean, we could easily see what happens. That's why I wanted to start him early. You yeah, know, let's see what you got because. If he's not the guy, you can just move on and get a Kyler Murray or yeah. or whoever. So or trade him. You trade know? him, yeah, whatever. Uh, too bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on to our next game. The Titans at the Jaguars. What do you think about this one? I mean, there's not much to say. The Jaguars aren't really a competitive team. I mean, you could say they play spoiler, but I mean, they really don't have the personnel to uh yeah. actually like Give the ball to James Robinson 100 times. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, all y'all do is just wear him down, and eventually that won't be efficient. So Yeah, yeah you got to at least keep him to week 16, you know, for the playoffs when I'm in the championship. But, yeah, go ahead. Hmm, some bias, I see. Anyways, <laughs> uh, the, the Titans, uh, I think the Titans will win this one 27-24. Uh, yeah. I think the score looks closer than what the really? game will feel. Yeah, I mean, just because, uh, again, I think they'll just get some garbage time stats, I think. Mm. I think the Titans will enforce it a little early and just run the ball, try to run out the clock as quickly as possible. And I think they'll give up some some plays here and there and, and make it look a little closer than what it really is. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I have the Titans winning. No-brainer for me. Just uh, Titans, you know, had a close matchup last week. They got beat up in the first half really bad against the Browns. But, you know, they came back only for three points away from tying that game. So... Uh, no, I think the Titans will be able to put up points in this game. 27-14 against the Jaguars. One-sided matchup, though. All right. Well, let's talk about one of your favorite guys that you, um, you're you a strong advocate for. Yeah. Quarterback. Deshaun Watson, the Titans versus the Bears, and whoever they decide to start at quarterback. Uh, what do you think? Start the kicker, please. <clears throat> somebody. You got to start somebody else because – these quarterbacks for the Bears just bad quarterbacks, you know. Too many turnovers. Um, I got the Texans winning this, twenty-one to twenty. Very close matchup. The Bears defense will keep him in the game like they always do. Right. But I just think Deshaun Watson is gonna do a little bit more to win this game. You know, he could have won that game last week against Indy, but the center bad snap. Then that they fumbled the ball and. In the fucking end zone, in the red zone, so not not a good not a good finish for the Texans last week. Yeah, but yeah, I got the Texans winning this. What about you? Yeah, I, I have to agree. I mean, uh, Deshaun Watson and uh, well, I wouldn't even say it's just mainly Deshaun Watson. I yeah. feel like for the most part, the Bears have a better team. Uh, they don't probably their per, their weapons are probably a push. Allen Robinson is about it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, neither team really has weapons. But just the quarterback position, Deshaun Watson is just—he's—he is electric. I mean, yeah. I know I harp on him a lot, saying he needs to do this, needs to do that. But at the end of the day, he is one of the more prolific quarterbacks we do have in this league. Yeah, he's a top ten quarterback. And um, yeah, he should win this game. It'll be a close matchup, like you said, because that defense is good. But uh, Texans win this one, twenty-four twenty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bears <clears throat> go for a quarterback in the draft, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But let's move on to our next game. Cardinals at the Giants. You know, the Cardinals have been a problem because they've lost four of the last five games. Starting the season five and two, you know, now they're six and five. Not looking good. Kyler Murray in a slump right now. But I feel like they'll get this win against the Giants. The Giants have a good defense, though. They have a good defense. Uh, I think Colt McCoy is going to start again this week. But mm, it's just I don't see how Colt McCoy can beat this Cardinals team. Yeah, I mean, uh, I kind of have it shaken out a little bit the same. Like you said, the Cardinals, they have been struggling. But, I mean, at the end of the day, for the most part, I, I, I kind of expected this. that You know, they had a really good uh, showing in the first half of the season. And I feel like right now they're realizing that the season's long and it's hard yeah. to maintain great play for for a long yeah consistency for a long time, and um, 
honestly, if I was the Cardinals, the GMs, and all the uh, you know the coaching stuff, I'd still be proud of this team. And I expect, you know, I think we can maybe, if we're lucky, we can catch a second wind, and we can probably start it off with, yeah. with this team right here. They're, they're an strong. Yeah, they're they're an inferior team, and uh, we should be able to win. And I think they will. I think they'll beat this team, even though the Giants, honestly, are kind of having a. They're having a little resurgence. I think they've won like three of their last like four games yeah. or five games, something to that they've effect. They've won some games. Yeah, they're definitely on a little streak. I mean, they've made some moves. They fired a, a coach. So um, something's clicking. Yeah, I don't, I don't, they're I don't, still in the playoff hunt. Yeah, so. yeah, but I, I don't think it's enough. I think the Cardinals are still just better at the yeah. quarterback position, better weapons. You know, their defense isn't as better good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not as good, but – the Cardinals, I think they're just a better coach team at this point, and I think I think this is their chance to um to just reestablish themselves and steady the ship and be like, all right, let's try to make a, a playoff push because there's two really good teams in our conference, and if we're lucky, we can maybe squeeze in. Okay. So I see them winning this one 24-20. Yeah. Close matchup, but I think this could be the start of uh, if they can develop quickly and figure out what's wrong, I think they, they could turn this around real quick okay. with this game. All right. Yeah, just Giants, no quarterback, so it's going to be tough. Next game, Vikings at the Bucks. All right, first thing I want to say is the Vikings, they're a very interesting team because they'll play terrible teams and they look terrible. Like somehow they look even worse and will lose yeah. that game, but then they'll play really good teams and somehow step up to the plate and, yeah. and, and then somehow just be competitive or even win the game. Yeah. With all that uh, being said, I think that they're still going to lose, but I think this is going to be a fun matchup because Justin Jefferson and Alan Thielen, I believe, is also starting again now. Yeah. So um, they're both going to be out there in full throttle. I think this is going to be a fun matchup because obviously there's weapons on the Vikings. I'd be an hour for me to list all the weapons Tampa Bay's got. Uh, I think it's going to be a shootout, 24-27 bucks. Hmm. Yeah, I got the Bucks also winning. In a very, very close matchup. Like you said, I think the Vikings going to rely heavily on the passing game because the Bucks are fourth best against the run. So, yeah, you got a point. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are going to see good numbers in this game. Um, the Bucks have to be more consistent in offense. You know, sometimes they struggle. But I think they'll be able to do that against this Vikings beat up secondary and I got them winning the Bucks winning 24 23 very close matchup for me yep yep one possession yes sir now let's move on to a very not too much of an interesting game Jets at the Seahawks I mean do I have to say more yeah I think you do our audience oh, okay. deserves it okay yeah I, th I think the Seahawks are gonna win this game by landslide. Uh, I got the Seahawks winning 28-17. You know, good spread there. Jets probably put up some garbage points, you know. But uh, other than that, you know, I just don't f see this much as uh, as much of a competition. And, uh, yeah, Jets are going to tank this year. So I think they want that loss. Yeah, I can't fault you on that. I, I think uh... – the Jets will get the first overall pick and draft Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, I think that's what they want. Obviously, if the draft was today, I think that's probably what they would do. Tra tank for Trevor. Uh, yeah. Uh, even if they weren't trying to tank and they were trying to be competitive, I mean, they don't they have. Still lose. Yeah, they they don't have the weapons. Their quarterback's far. He, he's just not good at, at playing. I mean, their defense is is nobody's really talking about it, even though it's improved a bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is an easy win again. All these, it's crazy. A lot of these playoff teams that are trying to compete for that one and second seed, you know, they all have easy matchups, you know, making it that much easier to make that strong push yeah. for the playoffs. And I think this is one of those games, again, for the Seahawks to just be like, mm, get a little ahead of the Rams or whatever, or whatever it is in the standings to just solidify yourself as one of those teams to get that bye. Yeah. Yeah, it's just going to be too much of an easy matchup, I think. But let's move on to our next game. Another easy matchup, I think. But, hey, Hurts, he's back. Or, I mean, he's starting. And nobody's impressed. Saints against the Eagles. Yeah. I, I got the Saints winning 24-21. Yeah, I got the Saints winning 27-20. The Eagles are, are just a dysfunctional team. 
I mean, first. But Jalen Hurts did look did give that team a boost at the end of the last game. He did, but that doesn't change the fact that you're dysfunctional. Yeah. And, and you're probably now at one point. I mean, I don't know what Jalen Hurts' career is going to be, but what I do know about the Eagles is they can ruin some guys and ruin some players, and I feel like they've ruined Carson Wentz, and it wouldn't surprise me if they ruined Jalen Hurts. The best, the highest paid backup in the league. Yeah. And that's how, and with that statement right there being said is that honestly that's why I say that they're going to ruin Jalen Hurts because he'll honestly probably play good or he might have one or two games where he plays good and they'll still bench him because the money will demand it. Yep. And what's that going to do to like him? Like last year with Minshew. Yeah, you know what I mean? So like what's that going to do to him? What's that going to do to his confidence? What's that going to do to the locker room when they've won two games and then they bench the quarterback they've lost, you know, what they just won with? It's like it's dysfunctional. Do you think they will bench him if they win the next two games? It wouldn't surprise me, dude. Because they're still literally in the hunt for the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. It wouldn't surprise me that they're like, you know what? Let's. Oh, cool. We made the playoffs. Our best chance is probably to start our, you know, our Pro Bowl quarterback that had an MVP season not even two years ago. That's probably our best bet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that we just paid this offseason, like. That's just, that's just what, terrible management. Yeah, and that's why I said they're a dysfunctional team. They probably ruined Carson Wentz, and they're probably going to ruin Jalen Hurts doing these little shenanigans like this. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I believe Jay, um, Carson Wentz is a way better quarterback than he's playing this year. You know, um, I think so, too. He's just having a bad season. But, uh, yeah, I think that, that Eagles team is just bad in general. So, yeah, I, I, I can't fault you on that, but... Let's move on to a little bit more exciting matchup. At least a it's, a, it, it's a little bit, but it's exciting because, again, division so, matchup. Yeah, divisional. Division matchup. And, again, like I said, a lot of these teams, especially these teams that are trying to make that strong push for that one or second seed, they got relatively easy matchups. Green Bay Packers, no different. Here's an opportunity to, one, get a division win, assure yourself winning your division, and then, two, just get another easy win in the standings to hopefully get that number one seed. And I think they'll do that. I think they'll put up 30 points, and I think the Packers will only put up 21. I think it'll be a relatively smooth, easy matchup. The Packers put up 21? Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Packers put up 30. Lions put up 21. Okay. What a relatively easy matchup for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I think it's an easy matchup for the Packers, too, I believe. Um, I got a more of a spread. I got the Packers winning 28-14. Just the Lions having done anything this season you know um, Matthew Stafford's struggling um the running game is probably the only thing they've been doing okay this season because you know they have a plethora of running backs there you know just like three running backs but I don't think they're gonna be able to I don't even think there's gonna be a good matchup for them so even if it's a divisional ma- matchup you know most of the time those matchups you know are close games but I don't feel this way about this Lions team so yeah I got the Packers winning 28-14 in this one all right. Yeah, so um but the next game I I, I feel like it's a better game. It's, I, and I think you'll like this game. The football team against the 49ers. Defensive game. Alex Smith, comeback player of the year. What do you feel about this one? Well, if he wins I don't think he should win comeback player of the year. I think he should go to Big Ben. I mean, I know Alex Smith had a worse injury, but at the end of the day they both missed all of last season and I mean, Big Ben's, he's just doing better. Uh, as a team, he, as, like, tell that ju- to Alex Smith's leg. Oh, okay, like, like we can ask <laughs> Alex Smith. Alex Smith would probably say, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger deser- deserves it nah, more than I do. It's because he's a good team sport. Well, no, because he's also realistic and understands how it should be. But uh, what do you think? I just told you what I think. I do think you ben think, Ro- do you I think, think ben coming Roth- back from a... An injury that Ben Roethlisberger always gets. He's always getting hurt. Or a guy that almost lost his leg came back into the NFL to play a very physical game. And that's actually, actually in, the, in the contention for the playoff. Look, if he was having a season like Teddy Bridgewater, then yeah. But he is having a season like Teddy Bridgewater. No, Teddy Bridgewater's throwing for Buku's worth of yards. He's got touchdowns. He's got wins. Like there's. But like, what, what is what is he's Teddy an effect, He's record? an effective quarterback. Yeah. Like that's the difference, and that's why it should go to Big Ben. Because yes, as great as the story is, at the end of the day, he probably won't even play enough games to qualify. And then two, he's not like 
he's not breaking any records. He's not saying he needs to break records, yeah. but it's not like he's even having like a Pro Bowl caliber type season. He doesn't even need to do that. The fact that no, he, he does came back he, he, from that injury. No, I'm yes. not saying that that doesn't matter, but that doesn't matter. Like if I if if there's a player and he injures himself and it's a horrific injury. And just the next season, he's just on a team but never plays. Like, he shouldn't just be comeback player of the year. And that's what a little bit I feel about Alex Smith. Like, yeah, he's played in, what, two games, maybe three? Like, that's not enough to overturn the 11 win streak that Big Ben was on. And, again, that's on top of the fact that he's successful with his team and he's probably top five in all the important statistical stats for a quarterback still okay. at the age of, like, 50, But you're comparing 60 Ben Roethlisberger, who's played the whole season, to Alex Smith, who's just been starting the last four games. And Alex Smith, right now, is, because he has couldn't the even... same record as Terry Bridgewater. It's like, <clears throat> Terry Bridgewater only has five wins. Right, but again, like, these awards are more like, it's a combination of what you're doing on the field and the success of your team. Yeah, and he's and, and right now he's on the path to make the playoffs. But but there's a guy who's making the playoffs as well, who's also doing yes. more. But so it's that's not surprising. What, it's Ben Rosberger. He's been. How is it not there. surprising? He's like seventy years old. Sixty nine. Calm down. Same difference, bro. You, my point. Way. My point is, is like I get it's a great story, and maybe if Big Ben wasn't. I mean, but it shouldn't go to the guy just for being a great story. It should go he to the guy. He almost lost his leg, Jerry. Oh, my gosh. What more do you want? I mean, Teddy Bridgewater almost lost his leg. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you just play in sparing games, which even Teddy Bridgewater did last year when he made his comeback, he just played in sparing games. But he that's only not played like three games. That's not a Well, yeah, but Alex Smith is what played one more. And what, let's say he yeah, gets hurt or loses. Like, yeah, but let's say he gets hurt and or loses and they decide to start the kid again. Like, that's not enough to qualify him. Even if he finishes out all these and plays a combined of, what, six or seven games, still not to, enough, in my opinion, to overturn all the work that Ben Roethlisberger did. That's just my opinion. What about all the work that Alex Smith has to put in just to get back into the NFL? You also got to think about that. I mean, same difference. These guys were both hurt mm -hmm. that lot missed an entire season. It's a lot different. The injury is. I mean, it is, but again, the, the the concept's the same. Having to recover from an injury, having to yeah. feel mentally strong enough to step onto the field, and then both be mentally strong enough and physically strong enough yeah. to still compete in the NFL. And again, kudos. Good job. Alex Smith, you're still able to throw in the NFL, but you're no longer even a top 15 quarterback. So why should we give him a reward to a guy that's not even a top 15 quarterback when there's a guy who's clearly probably still a top five quarterback who barely lost his first game? Well, it's not his fault he didn't start. Right. That what it what that tells me is that they didn't even believe him believe in him enough to start him over the, the second year. They're being cautious. Well, no? I mean, yeah, but those things got to get taken into consideration. Yeah, you know, ask, but, Car but ask Carson Wentz. He went 13 weeks having an MVP caliber season, yeah. and he didn't win it because, according to them, it wasn't the entire season. Therefore, he yes. didn't qualify for That's it. That's a whole different. Category. It's not. It's, a, it's the same, but it's the same concept about it's giving a different it, reward. I mean, it's it is a different reward, but you would expect the the rules to be the same. If you don't play the if if one of the rules for this reward is, you know, number of games played, I'm, I would imagine that applies to pretty much every you know, you know every every award. Yeah. You know, like if Alex Smith just came back for one game in the season, threw for 400 yards and one touchdown and no interceptions. I mean, is that enough to just all? And he doesn't start another game. Like he doesn't get comeback player. Like you got it. There's got to be. There's a, a you know a threshold of yeah. games you got to play. I don't know, Jerry. But we're gonna see at the end of the season who actually wins it. Okay. But anyways, what do you think about the game though? Who who you got in this game? I mean, I'm not intrigued with this game. I don't think either of these teams really have a future in the playoffs. But I, I give it to the 49ers because they're just a better coach team. Okay. So, uh, 49ers 20 to 14, relatively low scoring game. Defensive I'm gonna ride the the football team in this one. I think they're gonna be able to win behind Alex Smith in this game, 
very close game, 21-17. You're not scared of that defense? I mean, again, oh, But they both have good defenses. I mean, no, but again, like you said, the hesitation of, that you believe the franchise had, that's why he didn't start. You don't believe you're a little scared. I mean, again, you're not anymore. You were no, overhyping. He's, he's the, taking the, those hits. He's, he feels comfortable now. I mean, all right, we'll see. So, so I feel like he'll be able to get the ball out. He's a, they have a better quarterback than Mullins. Mullins is not a better quarterback than Alex Smith. So, yeah, I got the football team winning this one, 21-17. Close game, but defensive match. All right. Well, next, we got the Falcons and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Two subpar teams. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, Falcons, you know, they have a good run D, but the Chargers have a good pass passing offense and you know last week the Chargers got demolished by the Patriots 45 to 0 crazy crazy game you know I think that has to, has to do a lot with the coaching as well you know Lynn just I think he's just been a terrible coach this year so but I think they're gonna bounce back in this game Falcons you know just up and down again mostly down but I also I also believe they're gonna lose this game 28-27. Very close matchup, but the Chargers will come out on top at the end. Yeah, I kind of have the same sentiments. I mean, I feel like these teams are both the same, but uh, yeah. I think Matt Ryan is a, a veteran and knows how to win games if the game's close, and I think this game will be close. So, uh, yeah, I got to give this one to the vet, Calvin Ridley, the plethora of weapons. Todd Gurley's playing decent. And, again, I don't, I don't think right now Herbert – White knows how to uh, close out a game. Yeah. So I'm going to give this one to uh, the Falcons. 27-24. All right. All right. Yeah, see, pretty good. Pretty good game, I think. It's going to be still. <clears throat> Next game, though, your boys, the Cowboys, set against the Bengals, at the Bengals. Who you got? Um, I think the Bengals will win this one. Oh, my God. Really? What? You really think the Bengals will win this game? Yeah, why well, you don't? No. Why? I just think the Cowboys have a better team overall, better quarterback. You know, um, they don't have Joe Burrow. If I Joe Burrow was in this game, I would say the the Bengals would win, but he's not. They have some scrub in there, and the Cowboys they've been be- playing better defensively. Um, they got better weapons on offense. They got Zeke. You know, so I got the Cowboys winning this slow scoring game, but I got them winning seventeen to fourteen. Well, I got, I got it. Uh, I don't see it going out that way. I see. No, you don't ca- want it to go that way. No, I don't see it going that way. Really? I mean, Andy it's, it's Dal- a revenge match. Andy Dalton couldn't even keep employment with this team that you think is so terrible. So, like that, I feel like that's enough said right there. And uh, I see that the, um, I just think that Cincinnati will come out and rally, and win twenty four to twenty against the name. Just two bad teams. I mean, again, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. any of these teams are good. Just, you know, the Cowboys are bad due to circumstances of, you know, injuries and just just really injuries, honestly. Yeah. So just all down the team and bad coaching. But uh, I think Cincinnati's just bad in a different way. But I think they're good enough today and tomorrow to, to beat the Cowboys. <laughs> just one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all that's yeah. all that's got to happen. That's all I need it because next season they won't be. Yeah. So I don't think a lot of teams will be good enough to be the Cowboys next season, but this season, we'll this see. is their chance. This is their chance. We'll see what happens in the offseason, Jerry. All fan bases, this is your chance. There's no doubt. Y'all, y'all might draft a quarterback, you know, um, see it might, things might end up differently. We'll have, I mean, in my predictions, I kind of think that they're just going to franchise Dak and draft a quarterback. Again, I don't think he's going to sign a franchise tag. He won't do it. Why? Why wouldn't he? Because he doesn't want a franchise tag. He wants a long-term contract. No, he doesn't. He wants a shorter deal. That was the whole negotiation. That's why he didn't sign the five-year deal with the Cowboys, because he didn't want it for a long term. He wanted it for four years instead of five. That's it? I thought it was the money. I thought no. it was guaranteed money and no. the money overall. No, this is the the problem was is that Dak wanted it. So he doesn't want to be a Cowboy for a long time. No, he wants he wants to get paid more than once. Okay. See, because they're already saying it. Like, just even do something subtle as getting paid every four years. Because they compared Dak Prescott to the Patrick Mahomes deal for the 10 years for half a, a billion dollars, right? Yeah. Well, they compared that to signing, you know, three times because that's what essentially Dak would get paid three different times in that same span and who would make, make more money. And they said Dak Prescott or any quarterback in that position who 
decides to get three contract deals instead of having one 10-year deal, you're making more money. Yeah. So he wants and, more money. And that's what I think Dak wants. He wants to be compensated for what he did because he came in with nothing. You know what I mean? He was a fourth-round guy who yeah. nobody's believing in. They still honestly don't believe in him. That's why they franchise-tagged him at first. Yep. And uh, they're not going to believe in him with this injury, and they're going to try to make him prove it again. And I think Dak Prescott will be like, all right, I'll do it. I'll prove it again. And he'll do it. And uh, and then he'll sign his contract, and he'll still be like, I want it, I want it for three years or four years. Yeah. And I want to be able, because like right now, he's he'll be 28 years old if he signs a four year deal. He'll be signing another contract at 32. You know what I mean? He's hoping to get another two contracts in. That's what he's hoping for. Yeah. Just like all these quarter or all these players, the idea is you want you want multiple contracts. You don't want just one, because the idea of having multiple contracts is multiple paychecks. So that was the negotiation. Okay. Yeah, they wanted five, he wanted four, and then they were like, nah. And then finally he was like, all right, fine, let me do this then. I'll take five years, but then at the end of my fifth year, y'all can't franchise tag me. And he wanted that clause, they wouldn't give him that clause. At the end of the day, see, that's what I'm saying. With all that being settled, with all that information gathered, that tells me that at the end of the day, Dak Prescott just doesn't want to be held down. That also tells me that the Cowboys are ready to move on from him. They no, to. they they want control. See that that's what it is, and that's what they're not w- willing to surrender. They want control of him as long as possible. You talk to your boy Jerry Jones. Well, I mean that's all franchises. That's why all franchises all franchises do the same thing. They do the same thing. That if in my opinion, Dak's trying to break the mold. He's like, I want the idea is like I want shorter deals. If I'm get signing three year contracts and they're like for ninety million, well now I'm getting ninety million every three years. You yeah. know what I mean? Instead of signing a six year deal for two hundred and twenty. But then, like, you know, you're stuck for six years when this guy's already, you know, done this, plus the signing bonus. Plus and the his, cap goes up every year. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So that at first, that first contract for three years for 90 is now three years for, you know, 150. And then again, when he does it again, it's three years for 180. You know what I mean? Just something as subtle as that. that that's what he doesn't want to get. He doesn't want to be stuck in a long-term contract where he's stuck with an old cap. But you think they'll give it to him? Again, like that, my prediction is they'll franchise tag him. I believe he will sign it because he's a baller like that, and I think they'll probably draft a quarterback in the first round. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's capital. I mean, I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. If he plays good, awesome. You just trade the rookie quarterback because there's going to be value, and someone will give a lot for him. I mean, the history shows it. Garoppolo, I mean, I can go down the list of just random guys who just get drafted and get first-round compensation for So... I would that that's how I do it. If I was running a team, I, I honest, I, it sucks, but I've already done a little bit of scouting, and uh, there's not there's not like a Chase Young type defensive player, and that's what the Cowboys need. So I'm more about getting capital. Yeah, but well, anywho, see what they do. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, okay, Cowboys. You think the Cowboys would lose? I got the Cowboys winning this one. Let's move on to our next game. Your favorite game. <sighs> It's always your favorite game. It's your favorite team. I mean, you can't lie. I mean, yes. I mean, but you know, Broncos, great fight last week. Drew Lock, get better. That's it. But Broncos at the Panthers this week. I got the Broncos winning this one, twenty-four to twenty, against the Panthers. I think the Broncos' defense will be able to, you know, keep the Broncos in the game, and the Broncos will be able to score the last drive to get the win. Yeah, I kind of see a really close game, too, but I see the Panthers getting that last-minute drive and winning the game 27-24. Um, it's mainly because they have more consistency at the quarterback position. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, again, he's not no game-changer. I'm not saying he's a leader or nothing like that, but he's definitely consistent. And yeah. You know, we know what we get with Teddy Bridgewater, you know, a solid 200 yards, probably, you know, two touchdowns, maybe an interception, maybe not. Um just consistency. So uh, I think with that being said, and uh, th- they do have some solid plethora of wide receivers that are just extremely quick on uh, the yak. You know, they do a lot of short passes for big games because these guys are just electric. Um, I know I know the Denver, they've been relatively stout in the run, and they, they got one of the better safeties in the league. But um, it's, it's hard for a safety to make plays when he – when, you know, there's just so many options, you know what I mean? He doesn't necessarily have the help to, to be a game changer, yeah. in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, again, not not saying he won't get his hands on the ball, but it's just it's hard for him to be making necessarily that game-changing play when, again, it's like, all right, here, game's on the line. We need to go downfield. 
all right, well, let's just not throw it to him. You know what I mean? It's just it's that simple to neutralize him when it's a game-time decision. You know, obviously when it's a third down in the middle of the second quarter, obviously, you know, you just go downfield, he can make an interception. But, again, that's what I'm just saying. It's a little hard. With all that being said, I, I still see a tough matchup because Denver plays relatively tough. I'm not sure how your coaching staff or what, what they're doing over there, what they're trying to enforce. But every time I see him, I see a physical team. Yeah. And uh, that's always fun to watch. So, uh with that being said, though, I still think they'll lose a close matchup, 27-24. Yeah, just a note on the Broncos' defense. A.J. Bouye suspended six games. Mm. Per- performance-enhancing drugs. Yep. Can't do that. Man, got to stay off, stay off them roids, guys. Come on. Yeah. But, you know, I believe in the Broncos' uh, depth and cornerbacks. You know, they whenever they lose somebody like Callahan or A.J. Bouye, backup cornerbacks step up. You know, they always do. So I don't think that's gonna be much of a problem for this Broncos defense. Um, Garrett Bowles, you know, been playing good for the best left tackle in the league so far. Got just he just got paid, but man, Andrew Locke just he has to check the ball down more often. If they want, if if he wants to win this game, he's gonna have to do that. Um, this Panthers defense, you know, middle of the pack, not too great, not too bad, you know, so. I, be, I believe he's going to learn this week to read the defense a little bit more. You know? Yeah. I mean, he's got to learn to survive for just the next down. Yeah. I mean, something as simple as that will be beneficial yeah, for him. Yeah, just getting four yards here and there, five yards, not going to hurt you. Yeah. I mean, make it easy. Situational football. Yeah. Better, it's better to have a third and four than a third and ten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And don't go, go for three those deep balls. Yeah. Don't go, don't go for those deep balls when you don't need to. Check it down, and I hope he can improve. I will give him another year after this year. But if he can't, I would say midseason by next year, I think it's time to pull the trigger. Dang. Well, I mean, I guess that all really depends on what compensation your team decides to invest because if y'all don't invest in drafting a guy or spend money and bringing in a free agent – you wouldn't have that luxury to be like, ah, this guy sucks. We got to pull him because, yeah. I mean, he might at the end of the day still be your best option. So, yeah, I guess we'll see what your team decides to do during this offseason, see what investments they make, what capital they're willing to give. Yeah, what I'm what I'm hoping for is that they get a – they draft um, – I'd say a right tackle. Hopefully the best right tackle in the, this year's draft. You know, they, they're looking like they're going to have a top 10 pick. So hopefully they can do that and then, you know, probably draft um, – a quarterback in the third, fourth round. Project player, something yeah. to develop. Yeah, just to see what he got and, you know, put some pressure on Drew Locke to get better. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. uh, I'm excited to talk draft as we get, uh, yeah, it's getting you know, closer. Yeah, as we get further into the offseason. But uh, let's go ahead and get into the games of the week. Yes, sir. Here's an, uh, a really fun team. I mean, you know, I mean, I personally like the Colts, even though I think that. I could just imagine what they would do with more explosive quarterback, but what they're doing right now with Phillip Rivers is fun. And uh, them going against the Raiders, uh, what do you think? Uh, the Raiders have been on a slump. You know, they barely beat the Jets last week. They lost a terrible game against the Falcons. And I think they will lose this game also against the Colts. Um, Colts have a very good defense. So, and I think... Phillip Rivers will do enough to win this game at 24-21 over the Raiders. I agree. Except I think the Colts will put a little bit more on them. I think it's going to be 27-21. Really, to me, this is a testament and a lesson to all fans that sometimes these quarterbacks and these players, they're not terrible. You know what I mean? Like something as simple as changing of scenery and having different coaching around you and different players around you yeah. can change a narrative of players really quickly. Again, by no means am I thinking that, uh, you know, Philip Rivers still has got another four years in him or yeah. is having an MVP type season. But it just shows that he he probably had more left in the tank when he was playing with the Chargers that they weren't capitalizing on. Yeah. And uh, good for him. I think that. Uh, I think the Colts and what they're doing over there is really fun. You know, great defense, like you said. They've invested a lot of uh, high draft picks and, you know, offensive weapons as far as, you know, uh, wide receivers and running backs. Uh, 
I just can't wait to see what young quarterback they decide to put around that relatively young team. Yeah, because it's looking see. like a really good team. Yeah. And, uh, again, as of now, though, Phillip Rivers is holding it down, and he's doing a good job. And uh, I see him, again, a, a matchup where he can be like, all right, we're one of the better AFC teams, and I'm trying to get closer and have a better seating. And I think he'll do that in this game. Like I said, 27-21 Colts. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Let's move on to our next game. Very good game. Steelers at the Bills. You can go ahead and start on this one. All right, I'll just make it short and sweet. Bounce back. I think uh, Big Mm. Ben, he's a savvy vet. You know, he doesn't typically have very bad games back-to-back. And Mike Tomlin, too, same thing. It's like... He saw where he got exposed. All right, we're gonna we're gonna emphasize that in this coming game. We're gonna you know analyze our opponent and we're going to take advantage of their weaknesses. This team is just it's it's too well coached. It's too good to just have bad games back to back. And I just imagine them again taking advantage of still a relatively young coaching staff and a young team and a young quarterback and Josh Allen. And uh, with all that being said. I see the Steelers winning this one. Close, very close, but winning 24-23. Hmm. I think the Steelers will have a good game in this game. But I think the Bills will have a better game. I have the Bills over the Steelers 30-27. to Very close matchup. I think Josh Allen's riding hot right now. I think he's going to stay hot, even against this very good Steelers D. Um... Yeah, I just I, I believe Josh Allen's gonna have a really good good game this game. I think he's gonna show that he's one of the top dogs in the AFC, and that he's gonna go deep in the playoffs. I think this is that that the type of matchup that the Bills need because they need to see where they stand in this in this uh conference. So yeah, very fun matchup to watch and a very high scoring matchup in my opinion. Yeah, Bills. Over the Steelers. All right. One of our more uh, polarizing uh, opinions is right here in this matchup coming up. Yeah. What do you think? Ravens, Browns. Uh, look. Baker Mayfield did had a good game last week. All right. Yeah, said it, Jerry. All right. Four touchdowns, over 300 yards. Good game. But I think the Ravens have a very good defense, and I think they're going to be able to stop that from happening to them. And I got the Ravens winning 24-20. Very close matchup. Better than the last matchup where they met, but the Ravens will inch out on top. Even with Lamar's woes in in the passing game, they're still going to rush the ball very good. They're very efficiently, too. You know, and I agree with everything you're saying. You know, they have a great defense. The Ravens' rushing attack is definitely going to be running on full cylinders. You know, um, I think it's going to be definitely tough for Baker Mayfield to repeat those type of numbers. I mean, like you said, 300 yards, four touchdowns. That's not going to happen in this game. But with all that being said, I still think the Browns are going to come out on top because I can't shake the fact that Lamar Jackson is passing this season is horrendous. Yeah. It's horrendous. And I know that was one of your huge complaints about Baker Mayfield is that you don't think he's a good passer. But Baker Mayfield's lows aren't as bad as Lamar's lows. When it comes to passing. When it comes to passing, yes. When uh, Just strictly talking quarterback as a passer. Yeah. Baker Mayfield on bad days will throw for 200 yards, but he'll throw three picks. Like, but Lamar will throw two interceptions – less than 50% completion, less than 150 yards passing. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing. And what honestly, yeah. And and it it, it astonishes me because this is honestly one of the better teams in the league. And he's getting saved right now so much by his ability to run the ball. And I mean, it's not bad though. It's not bad. And I'm not, not using that as a, as a, uh, it's not a negative. But what I'm saying is that he's going to let his talent go to waste and this coaching staff and that organization will let all that go to waste if he's not able to progress as a passer. Because that needs to be option two. Yeah. You know what I mean? It can't be option one because one, as Cam Newton, you won't hold up and you're smaller than him. Look at him now. Yeah, like, like you're smaller than him and he couldn't hold up. 
So um, I think it's a fun matchup. I want to see Lamar pass the ball. Again, I'm I'm in uh, I'm impressed with Baker Mayfield. Again, not saying he's a top ten quarterback yet, but as a young quarterback who's barely in his third season, he's he's I bet you he's doing exactly what the Browns want him to do. I mean, they're in playoff yeah. conditions. He's leading their team. He's not necessarily the one losing them the game. He doesn't need to do too much. Yeah, and and right now and and if he flashes like right now, I think he's got as of now, I think he's got four games where he's thrown for four touchdowns or more. Ari, just this season. Again, there's 16 no, games. No, he's only, he's only had two games that over three touchdowns. So, No, I think I just saw that he had two games with four touchdowns and one with five. He had one with five, one with four. Um, I don't know if he's done three touchdowns the last few games. Right. But I know Lamar Jackson hasn't. I know that for a fact. Right. So. Well, again, at the end of the day, though, is my point is saying is that he has the potential, and I've seen him constantly getting better, and he shows flashes that he's able to do that. He just needs to do it on more of a regular base. But I just I just see that Baker Mayfield, he's slowly progressing. Obviously, he's still young in the Lamar, but as of now with their teams, I think I think the Browns got this one. Yeah. No, it's still going to be a fun matchup, a good matchup. And I, don't get me wrong, I want the Browns to win. I want them to go to the playoffs. I want them to win a playoff game. But I think it's going to be tough against this this ban- this um. Baltimore's defense, so. But we'll wait and see, Jerry, tomorrow. So do you think the Browns are a playoff team or who? Yeah, because they're a playoff team. I think they are. So uh, do you think there's going to be three teams coming out of that division? No, I don't think Baltimore Ravens will come out that division. No, they won't, they won't make a strong push? No. Yeah, I don't think so They'll either. win this game, but they'll probably lose the next two, three games. So. Agreed. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Of Let's Talk TDs, you know, um, you can follow us at Let's Talk TDs on Instagram, and you can email us at Let's Talk TDs at Gmail. And soon, you know, we're talking about it. We're probably gonna do it soon, but we're gonna also have a YouTube channel for our podcast where you can watch us and you know get into our antics about football. But we'll see you again next week. Bye. Peace.